Hey there. Thanks for taking the time. I'm Stacey Nonamaker, and this is a Supporters Toolbox. I played softball from age seven or eight until I graduated high school. But in middle school, I tried out for and made the field hockey team. I even challenged myself and worked hard to become what I would think is a good goalie. After a couple games, I remember talking with my dad about practice and him telling me that he didn't like to go to the games because, frankly, he didn't understand the game. Well, that was the last year I played field hockey and continued to solely play softball, a game my father knew and liked to watch. So there's a concept in psychology called identity foreclosure, and it basically refers to the idea that our idea of self that we develop early on in life continues into adulthood. It makes us usually have a very narrow understanding of who we are and what we do, our potential. It usually prevents us from engaging in exploration outside that narrow understanding of ourselves. And frankly, this could give us some level of anxiety if we feel we can't meet that identity that was established, or it makes us miss out on the types of identity we could occupy or try new things like me with field hockey. That is the problem with this identity foreclosure status. It is the status for those who have made a commitment to an identity without having explored the options, who we could be. You see, as humans, it's important that we engage in identity experimentation and not just adhere to or accept the established identity based on the choices or values of others. We need to question and challenge identities that have been chosen or imposed on us. Often, they're imposed on us when parents make decisions for their children and do not encourage them or give them the opportunity to make choices. Or parents may create a situation where children strongly identify with their parents and others in their life, like I did with my dad, or wish to follow in their footsteps. Talk about pressure, right? Dr. Maya Shunker, a cognitive scientist who was a senior advisor in the Obama White House, where she founded and served as chair of the White House Behavioral Science Team, talks about identity foreclosure and reinforces that we can change, sometimes because we're forced to, but that we can also consciously change who others have told us who we are. I love when she says, don't forget, the only data point you have for subjective experience is you. Maya talks about how we often attach our identity to a thing, not an emotion or deeper understanding of what resonates for us with that thing. We fail to acknowledge that there is usually more than one way to get that emotional need or connection met. For example, some of us played a sport like me or played an instrument when we were younger, right? Maybe because it was something we were pushed into by our parents, or maybe it was something that someone we admired also did. It may have been what and how we defined ourselves. Me, I was a softball player, obviously not a field hockey player. But if I really think about it, was it the thing of playing softball, 
Or was the reality that what energized me was the ability to be part of a team and forge an emotional connection with them? I think the latter was probably the case. Why? Because even to this day, I am energized working with other like-minded people towards a greater goal for a greater good. So we need to think about how we are defined. Is it who we want to be, who we can be? Was it imposed on us? And how can we identify in a way that gives us purpose and meaning in our life? Like for me, getting out of bed in the morning to meet and work with my team is much more motivating than any other meetings I have in my calendar. Reinventing oneself means to change parts of yourself that you don't like or are no longer serving you, even your identity. So think of the people you support. Often, these are people who have been labeled by others and identify with that label because they were given zero opportunity to identify in any other way or because they trust those others who have convinced them to identify in a certain way. So I challenge you once again to think about those things that light someone up, that puts a fire in their belly. What is it about that thing? Why do they say they like bowling? Do they really like to go bowling? Or is it that they don't know what other options there are because they don't have the opportunity? Or is it that the act of bowling isn't what they love, but rather it is the only opportunity they have to be with friends, doing something fun together? If it is the latter, the question you need to ask yourself as a supporter is, how can you do more of that? How can you build more opportunities into someone's day where they're with their friends having fun? This is what will give them meaning and purpose to their day. This will be what gets them out of bed in the morning. This is how they will identify themselves, a fun-loving, good friend. And who the heck doesn't want to identify with that? Again, thanks for taking the time. I know you're busy. Hoping you took one thing away that can make today a better day for the person you support. Bye now.